Hello, residents of Maple Town. This is Dean. Johnny failed. And today, John, it is Feld Fest time. Feld Fest. Bang, bang. All right, Feld Fest time in episode number 75. So thanks for joining us. Right now, whoops! Hey, residents of Meeple Town, if you wait, what? <laughs> Do I always say that at the beginning? I don't residents know. of Meeple Town? No, I don't. You don't. I think I psyched myself out. I don't think we think about it. We just go for it. If you were here right now, you would see Dean, and he is dressed up like a oh, it look, looks, 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 looks like a little cucumber. Looks like a little 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 baby tomato, little cherry tomato, maybe a little little cheese, little bacon. Oh, I see what you're doing there. There we go. Let us. Guess what you are. I am a point salad. Hey, how about that? You should have put some numbers in there, maybe. I thought about it. You just did salad. But, because that was because I'm hungry. Is it? All I ate was a banana for breakfast, and I'm hungry right now. What does it say about me that I didn't get what you were saying until you said cheese and bacon in there? (laughs) Lettuce? What is that? (laughs) Yeah, but you actually don't eat bacon. That's true. Or cheese, for that matter. Yeah. Anyway. You don't, you don't, are you not doing any cheese right not, now? Not these days, yeah. Yeah, but, you're going all natural. Uh, of course, that is natural. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, am I don't know. eating with my clothes on, if that's what you're getting <laughs> yeah. don't. I don't quite know what you were going for on that one. I'm going to go to your house and just peep through the windows when you're there by yourself. Yeah. And see. <laughs> you know what? My neighbor's a cop. Lives right across the street. Oh, yeah. I need to go talk to him first so he knows what I'm doing. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea. It's always good to let the cops know that you're going to peep in somebody's window. Peeping you... John. There you go. That's what's going to end up happening. Like, hey, let's just see how Dean, what he does whenever he's home alone without anybody else there. You probably have like, ah! yeah, you probably have like your, your whitey tidies on and you're dancing around with your shirt on like Tom Cruise. and I slide out doing, in the, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And you're, yep. That's, your that's about right, actually. That's probably right. Wow. That's pretty close. Let me ask you one, one, one real quick question before Uh-oh. we go into something. I, I think this is going to be the next poll. As a grown man, do you eat cereal regularly? Had cereal this morning. Okay, let's just save it then. Let's let that be a teaser. I will say that it's been a minute since I've had okay. some cereal, but yep. Okay, that's that'll be the next poll question, y'all. And I do will grown also men not know, eat cereal? Is that what you're well, getting I just, at? I was just thinking, like, as you know, when you're a kid, you're always eating cereal. Like, not always, mm-hmm. but... Of course, my kids nowadays, like they're eating those dead gum, um, probably horrible for you. Sausage with pancake. They look like corn dogs and stuff like that. They love those things. You ever have one of those? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't, but the boys have. Yeah, yeah, those and like breakfast sandwiches and... There's a uh, sausage, egg, and cheese roll things that they really like now that are kind of like a combination between those two. Do you know what my mom used to... I know we're going to derail. Hey, for those of you who have never been on Meeple Town, we, we talk a little nonsense for the beginning. We did change... Do we talk about changing our slogan? No. Sensible board game nonsense. That's the new slogan. That's what we are. So uh, my mom, whenever I was young and I would wake up in the morning, like she would very often cook me like bacon and eggs and all kinds of stuff like that. How about you? Like would my mom do yeah. that? Or, or is that, that just... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. I was actually... I so feel like moms don't do that as much anymore. Dad in my house does though. Yeah? Yeah. On Saturday mornings, I make a big breakfast every every Saturday morning. Yeah. My grandfather, I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. My grandfather used to, anytime we'd go over his house, he would make a big breakfast and he would 
make a ton of bacon in a in a pan, all right? That thing would fill up with bacon grease. Did you drink and it? And then he'd crack some eggs and drop them in there, and these eggs are floating around. Was that your experience too? No. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think I think Man, it was amazing. I loved it, but oof, that's not good. Have we shifted to the dads making breakfast more often? Has there been know. a little bit of a... Because I would. I, I would know. easily make breakfast more often than my wife. Typically in my household on Saturday... Uh, so I get up early. I'm, I'm just an early riser. I always have been. My wife likes to sleep in a little bit. My Same boys here. are early risers. That's the that's the that's the deal. So we, me and the boys, get up and we'll, you know, usually make breakfast or maybe even go on a hike or something like that before she gets up. And yeah, I had to that's be kind of how things work. I had to be house trained or trained whenever I got married. Were you peeing all over the place? Whenever I had to really go, I, I had a pee corner. <laughs> oh, just gosh. like Dwight had to Hold establish <laughs> in the. <laughs> That was good. But like, oh, I mean, I'm just being real. Like my mom. Wait, you are being real? No, not that far. My mom washed all my clothes. My mom, like whenever I got done with dinner, she'd come over. Hey, hey, honey, can I have your plate? I'm like, well, yeah, thanks, mom. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Like like, I'd be like sitting down on the couch. Anybody anybody need anything to drink in here? And, you know, there were moments as I got older that she would say things like, I'm not your slave. And, you know, because we would, we when, when, when we would make huge messes and leave them around, I would get in trouble for that kind of stuff. But... Like whenever when we were, were being respectful, yeah, <laughs> when we were actually being respectful to mom, like we should have been, she was, you know, she enjoys like kind of helping people out and stuff like that. When it gets ridiculous, then she gets a little frustrated. Can I tell you something about my mom? My wife it never comes to me and goes, she's listening right now, by the way. Hey, babe, can I get you a drink? You know, and you know what? I never really do that to her. So mm. it doesn't matter. You're not fully house trained. I'm not. That's it. So my mom. I don't treat her like I should, like my wife, like my mom treated me. <laughs> my mom. There's four kids in my family. All right, and at one point a few years back, we were sitting around the table. Me and my. I've got three older sisters. We're sitting around the table with my mom, and my mom said, and I quote, "It was never a burden raising you kids." No way. I said, "Mom, I love you." And mom, here's the thing. My mom is the kindest, most loving person on the planet. I really believe that. But I looked her in the eyes and I said, Mom, that is an absolute lie. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Because I have two kids and I love them. But parenting can be burdensome sometimes. I have three boys and two of them went on a youth trip this weekend. And we only had one kid, my seven-year-old. And it was like we had no kids almost. <laughs> like I was like, what a difference. Yeah. Like a couple kids. Ooh. Even one kid. Like, you know, you've probably experienced that, Dean, where like one of your kids goes away. Even I have three. If one of them goes and it's only two, I'm like, wow, this is a lot simpler than and if one more goes away, you're like, wow, this is even simpler. Yeah. I guess there's a point to where it doesn't matter when you start having like six or seven. Maybe when you lose when one of them's not there, it doesn't really matter that much. But what is it that the Jim Gaffigan do you watch his stand up on this? Mm-mm. He's got I think five kids and he said to, what it, I think it was like the difference between three and four. He was like, Iman, imagine that you're drowning and somebody hands you a child. <laughs> <laughs> so the four is the real the, yeah. The, the tip. Yeah. Then you're really outmanned at that yeah. point. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Three to four, or maybe maybe it was four to five, something like that. But regardless, it was it was funny. That's good. You want to do? Oh, oh, I do want to mention before we do our poll that this is our quarter quell episode. Did you know that, Dean? I did because you said that before, and you had Which just watched Hunger Games. Yeah, which that means that Dean and I will, for the rest of the episode, fight to the death. That's right. And whoever dies, loses, whoever wins is the king of Meeple Town. And so let's... That's not how it worked on Hunger Games. Let's battle. Though. Oh, yeah. But you are showered with gifts. Yeah. 
What kind of gifts are we going to shower the winner? The other person gets all the other collection of board games from the other person. Could you kill somebody? Could I? Like if it was like a For life a stack or... of board games, probably not. <laughs> if it was a life or death situation, have you ever had these? I have had these thoughts. I don't think so. I don't think I could either. Yeah. I don't. I, I, if all right, if someone was going to hurt my family, I probably could. If I knew they were going to do something horrific or something to my family, I might be able to. But to me personally. I'd probably just lay down and I'm not, I, I, I shouldn't would say to, this on the air because people come over to my house. I would try to talk to him is what that's what I, I do. would do. <laughs> I'm a talker. Um, what what are we doing right now? All right, so let's do a. We're quick, done with the Hunger Games talk. Yeah, I showed my 11 year old Hunger Games for the first time yesterday. And that's what made me think about it. Okay, and he enjoyed it. He wasn't going crazy. Maybe a little too much. Maybe he wasn't going crazy. Like when he watched Ready Player One, he was like, because he's all like into 80s and 90s and all that kind of stuff, big time. But this one, like, he was like, yeah, it's good. It's good. Do you want to watch the next one? Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't like, you know. Did, whenever you were a kid, whenever you watched a good movie, did you pretend that movie for, like, the next two or three days? Uh, if by that movie you mean Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then yes. <laughs> I used to all the time. We used to, like, booby trap my sister's, I mean, our room. And oh, yeah. And my sister walk uh-huh. through it when we watched Home Alone. And Ninja Turtles, absolutely. Kids don't do that as much. Goonies, like, pretending you're going to get the treasure, yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We would draw out a treasure map and all that kind of uh-huh. stuff. But now kids are like, I'll just go watch another video or another YouTube video. Or I'll do this, and I don't know. My kids don't do that. All right. Kids these days, you get off my lawn. Get off. All right, so for the poll this week, I have something a little bit different. I have, there's a website that I found that had some board game stats, and I thought, let's look at this. Is it because you forgot to do a poll? I'm not finished. (laughs) I said, let's look at this, um, because their stats are broader, and because I forgot to do a poll. (laughs) There it is. I woke up this morning, and I was like, oh my goodness, oh my. Remember that? All right, what's the poll? There's a lot of different things they poll people here, and so here's a couple of things that I'm going to ask you, Dean. Um... The first thing is they ask the question, where do you play board games? I would say the table. (laughs) On a table? On a table. Number one answer. Where do you think that the most percentage of people play board games? This is a pretty simple one. Let's start with an easy one. Like at somebody's house. Is that that close enough? Yeah, at home most often. But they said there was a really close, and I'm more interested in the second answer, a really close second and what what would that be? Coffee shop, local game stores. Okay, and that makes we me, don't we don't have a good that local makes game me store sad. Right now, yeah, so. that's what made me think about it. Like in Nashville, we definitely do Game Point Cafe. Yeah, but like here in Murfreesboro, we have nothing. We used to have one, but it went down. You know would what makes you, me sad? If we had one, would you go to it regularly to play the games? I did. Uh, not to play games, though. I didn't. I, I shopped there a lot, but I didn't play games a lot there. I think now I would. I would. It's just, it's just a different phase in my life and gaming time, I guess. Uh, by the way, yeah, well, and at Game Point Cafe, like, I enjoy going to play games yeah. there. And I think they're going to open back up to play games, hopefully, potentially in July, is what I th- saw on, good. somewhere on the internet the it's other good. day. You know, okay, I had to go meet somebody for lunch over near there yesterday. I was so excited because I was going to go look at their games. They were closed? Yeah, I forgot it was Monday. So. Oh. <laughs> yep, closed on Monday. Case of the Mondays. Yep. I For those of you out here who out there who have local game stores, you, you really got something special. Seriously. Like, yeah. that's something I really wish. I mean, I've tried to – we've been trying to talk Dean into starting one for years, and he's, he's too chicken. Dragging my feet. 
he won't, he won't <laughs> I, do it. I'm shaking. I really do want hey, to. I understand. Yeah, it's a big. It's, it's a it's a big deal. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal. All right, so another one more quick question because we've actually talked about this, but I want to I want you to want I want us to see. Do our people in Meeple Town line up with some of these other polls? The question is about often how often you play games, frequency of play. Dean, what do you think the highest one is here on whether you play a few times a week, whether you play once a week, whether you play two to three times a month, um, or do you play every day? Uh, did you hear my stomach through that? <laughs> is that your stomach? It was. Uh-huh. Is that cereal? Oh, boy. Let's say two to three times a week. That was one, right? Mm-hmm. You think that's the number one answer? I think that's the number two answer. <laughs> Whoa. I think the number one answer is once a week. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, you should have went with your gut. <laughs> <laughs> was it two to three times a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 43%. I was trying to read your face, and I was like, oh, that's not it. And I, I misread your face. You don't want to play poker with this guy. Well done. I don't even play poker. 25% said it was once a week. 17% said two to three times a month. 6% says every day. That's pretty dedicated, isn't it? That is. Do you play every That's day? pretty serious. Uh, no. I would be in the two to three times a week category with probably more like three to four times a week, depending on my wife's work schedule slash mood. Yeah. That's about... Mine, mine has definitely gone down over COVID period because my wife wasn't always my only gaming partner. And right now, she's just swamped with school and everything else. So There you go. Let's just do one more because I'm having fun. Okay. Let's, remember we did the one on spending habits? What do you think? Um, what do you What do you think is the highest percentage of this games? And this is actually a lot more choices. Less than a hundred, one to two hundred, two to four hundred, four to six hundred, six hundred to a thousand, more than a thousand. For how long did you say? Um, year. In a year. Mm-hmm. What's the one under six hundred to a thousand? Four hundred to f- uh, six hundred. It kind of goes. Four hundred to six hundred is what I think. That's a that's a pretty good. But that's not. <laughs> you know what the number one is? Just go right off the rip. What? 22% per spent. That's a new word. 22% more than $1,000 a year. Wow. Okay. And the second was 21% is 600 to to $1,000 a year. Interesting. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not that, like, if you... I don't games know. are expensive. Games get that's what I was gonna say. Like if you get a couple Kickstarters, you could very easily be into the you will be into the two hundreds probably. Depending on what you buy. Yeah. I was gonna say it could be even to the three or four hundreds. Yeah, I mean you could spend yeah. that much on one, yeah, depending easily. on the, if it's a miniature game or not. But yeah, that does okay, so that would be Christmas about, and birthdays, think about that, you know? Maybe two games a month or maybe even a little less would be over a thousand dollars, right? Yeah, but I would say that most since games are getting more expensive, um, how many would that? Maybe one one game a month. Oh no no. It'd I think be it'd be about two. It'd, it'd be, be about two. Than... No. You don't think so? Games are too more too much more expensive. That, I'm looking at the average though, because you yeah. you do have games that are like you know seventy seventy five eighty dollars, right? And you do have ones that but are seventeen ninety nine. Yeah yeah yeah. That was a very specific number. Well, that's what I do. Okay. Here's what I think, John. When we do a Johnny Pack episode, you can say. Johnny Pack here. That's what I think. That, did you just come up with that right I now? I did. I don't know why I just thought of that. This but. is Dean. Johnny Pack. Yep. But then you're not Johnny Pack. 
but he's actually on the show. So we have two Johnny Packs. I'm Johnny Mac. People who do call me Johnny Mac sometimes. Huh. All right. I should just. Can we talk about Feldgate? What, I should what's just next? just end you with the Hunger Games, and me and Johnny can do Johnny Mac Pack or something like that. <laughs> you you and Jonathan Mac. and Johnny Johnny Pack again. You can just take over the podcast. Johnny Jonathan John. Mm-hmm. But you all go as Johnny at some point. At some I do. Yeah. That's all pretty right. good. Feld time. I'm dude. I'm always ready for Feld. This is it, guys. This is all we're doing today, and gals. Girls, women and men. <laughs> what am I saying right now? I don't know. People say guys and gals since the 20s. Nobody really says that anymore, do you? Are you worried that someone's going to be offended by the way you say it a little maybe. bit? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Listen, I don't know. I didn't want no to be offended. No matter what you say, someone will probably be offended by what you say. All right. I'm going to be offended by John's number one Feld game is what I'm going to be offended well, by. Well, let's we'll see. So we're not talking about games we've been playing lately because we have been playing Feld games lately. Right? That's right. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about our top 10, Okay. That's and right. we are also going to just kind of talk about all the field games that we've played pretty much at well, some, at some at point. Some we'll point, probably at, either at, at the end, them. but even when we're talking about games, there'll probably be some I'm thinking that I like refer to like, I really like this, but I, this one beat it for this reason. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. We'll see where the wind carries us. How about this, John? I'm going to start off because I feel pretty confident that everybody knows what my number one is. I don't know if anybody, including myself, knows what your number one is. No, you just told me. That's right. I know what your number one is, but I don't think anybody I didn't tell else you. does. Yeah, you did. Like three times in the last week. Oh, I mean, maybe at some point I did, but not today. You did. Okay. You did. Well, if you hear me typing, it's because I'm pulling some of this stuff up here. Count how many letters you're typing to know. Fest. It's better than the rest. Is it? All right, let's start off there. Is it better than the rest? If you're Feld looking the at best the, designer? the collection of all the work and your favorite, like the amount of favorite games that you have in there, Ooh. would Feld be your number one? Okay. If I had to pick, okay, here's a, here's a better, let me just make your question better. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a desert island and they say. That never makes a question yeah, better. <laughs> and they say that you can only keep one designer's games. I probably would pick Feld. Why and is that a better question? Just because it Why does was, it always have to be? It a- was more dramatic. <laughs> I would probably pick Feld because I think Feld would be my wife's favorite. And I think even though she likes Rosenberg a lot, those are the top two. I mean, Keesling Kramer stuff. <laughs> ah, uh, I just played Heaven Hell the other night. That was really so good. Yeah. But I think, and I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, putting it as in my final answer since we didn't talk about having to give this you know but i say that this is probably probably would be my pick would be failed i think because of how much my wife likes it your, and i do too your your deserted island question changes my answer actually because i think Feld. because so, you would have to pick bora bora uh i guess so that makes sense yeah and la isla so sure. you I'm trying to think through this. So when we did our top five, if I remember right, my number two was Feld. My number one was Eric Lang. That might switch. That was a huge mistake. That, oh, no, it's not. Eric Lang is a great designer. For, I didn't say that he's a bad designer. I just, that was a mistake. <laughs> Maybe. So when I'm looking at like the amount of games that I just really, really like, probably you're right. Feld probably is my favorite designer if I had to guess. But here's the thing. If it's a deserted island, I don't think I would pick Feld. Because really? his games are have a lot of similarities, you know? Like, I would want some variety, so I would look at somebody like, ooh, that'd be tough. 
Inca and Marcus Brand, maybe they put out a lot of different types of games, right? Uh, yeah, I love them. You don't care much about this question, so Feld. Yep, I would what do say you mean F- I don't care Feld about is my favorite designer, probably up yeah. there with Eric Lang. They're they're really close. But sorry, I was switching my list around a little bit. I it's time to. Oh my goodness! To Here's Johnny. Change a lot over yep. here. Okay, ready? It's true. My number ten. Oh, I'm changing it again. My number ten, I guarantee, is not on your list. Okay. Yep, I'm changing it back. Oh my goodness. You guarantee it's not on my list? Yes, I promise it's okay. not. Carpe Diem. Okay. Carpe Diem came out in 2018. This came out with Form Trajanum, right? That same year. Those yep. both came out in the same year. Uh, Carpe Diem came out with some buzz because it was a felt game, but also some backlash because of the some of the production choices. With Which is the, interesting. It's your number 10, and it had some component issues. Right, but I have the new upgraded version of it. You're the so. king of components. <laughs> I have the updated version of this, which is much, much better, by the way. All across the board, this one is much better. The art, the iconography, the the colors on the back of the tiles, all of it, it was just, it was really, really well done. But in this game, you are basically taking your meeple and moving it around to different groups. And like in a two-player game, if there, there'll be a group of four. There's always a group of four tiles, but in a group of, uh, but in a two-player game, once you take two tiles away, those are going to go away, and then you'll have to go over to the next slot. But you're going to be taking those buildings, putting them on your board, and they will activate once they build with other buildings. So, like, I might get resources. I might, you know, have different amounts of chimneys on our on my buildings. And then you're going to do these scoring rounds, which are really interesting because I'll take my marker and I'll put it, if I'm farther along on the prestige track or the, the banderol track on the old version, you'll put your disc up there. They changed the name? Yeah. Yeah. Even that was better, right? Banderols. I, I I always think of the Bandersnatch from Alice in Wonderland whenever I would play that. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, sure. Yeah. And then <laughs> you will place your disc, and then you score on the the cards that are adjacent to that. And it's and if you don't, and if you can't score on them, you're going to lose. That's points. cool part. And, yeah. and I really like the tile placement of this one. I think it's a lot of fun. Really enjoy it. This was a really tough one because I had three or four that could have fit in that ten spot because they were all rated the same. By the way, Carpe Diem is rated ten. Uh, no, eight. Sorry, eight out of ten for me. If you if that gives you a an idea that my number ten game is eight, and so is wow. eleven and twelve. Wow. Yeah. So Carpe Diem, I liked it and I enjoyed the game. Like I like it. Yeah, I just knew um, it wouldn't be on your list. But this is this is on the bottom of my Feld list, kind of towards the bottom. But with that being said. Last time I played it, I gave it a seven out of ten, which I still enjoy, and I'm usually willing to play. Yeah. So I really, I do enjoy the game a decent amount. I'm actually going to be getting it back at some point. That's right. I've got the video done, by the way. I just got to get it posted, so it'll be soon. Yep. So I, I had sold it off, and I was a little sad that I did that. And then Dean got two copies, right? You yeah. got you, he got a copy of the new version and the old version. So I'm going to get the older version because he was going to do a comparison. Did you do that? You but, didn't post that yet. Though, no, no, you? no. But the even the older version that I have is an updated version than the one that we did the video for. Mm. So, you know, in the, so it's a little in the video, you're going across to get the tiles. This one, you're just going Oh, around. you're doing the circle on that yeah. one? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do like the way the new one. So, I, yeah, it's, a, it's an enjoyable game. There's just, mm, I don't know. I just something that didn't just super grip me. I do like the way the points work in the game, though, with those cards. That's neat. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a good fun game. game. There's a lot of like in all of Feld games, like John said, even like towards the bottom of the list, we're gonna have games that we really like. It's interesting how like there's always some interesting mechanism, even if it's a game that you don't like. Yeah. Love, love. Oh, for sure. You know? Okay, my number ten. I'm scared to call this my number ten. And 
Dean and I, this was a very difficult list because there's so many games that are kind of grouped together here. I kind of have, and honestly, when I say so many, almost all of them are kind of grouped together for me. There are some that stand out for sure, but I'm going to go with Castles of Burgundy for my number 10, which we're not going to talk about, right? Dean is staring at me like with the death stare. I don't understand how that's your number 10. How could this be your number 10? I don't get mad at you about a lot of things, John. I like Castles of Burgundy a lot. But I just kept thinking, I'd rather play that and that and that and that and that and that, you know, nine other games. Oof. But I still like it a lot. And I'm absolutely usually willing to play. And I'm absolutely going to recommend it. So I'm with you. Like, my my floor is like 8 out of 10. Yeah. And this is actually rated 8.5. So, honestly, I also haven't played Castles of Burgundy in about a year. Most of these games I got a chance to play before this list. And so maybe if I played it again... I've played it on the app, but I haven't played a physical copy in a while. Maybe I would be like, yeah, that was a mistake, John. You should have. And I may. Maybe we'll, not. We'll do it. No, we'll do it. And I'm kidding with you, by the way, everybody. I don't care what John we'll, has as number 10. No, we'll do our YouTube videos. Uh, and maybe by the time we do that, it'll be it'll change. But maybe not. Maybe not even on the list. That's oh. my, my number 10. We'll talk about it later because I know that's higher than Dean's. <laughs> it definitely is. My number nine is a game that we actually just got played not that long ago. I've only... I, I'll go ahead and tell you. Some of these... Uh, not many of them. I think two of them on here I've only actually played once, but I liked them well enough that they made the list. And honestly, I could see this one rising, but this is Merlin is my number nine. Mm. Um, you don't have this one on your list. Is that right? I don't, but almost, but it's kind of funny. Like I think there's only one game I have on this list that I've only played once. And it's pretty high because I really liked it. This one I've only played once. And I'm, I actually said like this could be easily on the list. I need to play it more. In addition to this, we did play Merlin directly after learning Bora Bora and playing a two-hour game of that. And that usually puts my brain in not as exciting headspace because I'm just not that smart, I guess. So I well, could I knew, easily see this making the list. I just need to play it more. I knew how to play both of them, and so it, it makes it yeah. a little bit easier if I already know the rules to it. But Merlin is the only roll-and-move game on Feld's list, right? Is that right? Yes. It's not as bad as it sounds. So in this game, you're going to roll three of your dice and one of the Merlin dice. And you're going to move your pieces. You're going to choose a die to move your person uh, counter uh, clockwise, excuse me. And uh, it, that many spaces and then take the action in that spot. And so yeah. you're going to do that three times. One, you know, I'll play die and then I'll go around the table, come back to me. I'll play another one. You can also play the Merlin die, which you can move it counterclockwise or clockwise and take the action from Merlin. It's cool part. There's lots of, you know, special abilities that, that you can take to, mitigate where you're actually going to put your player or, or, you know, you might be able to double your action or whatever else. There's lots of different things you do. There's some area control in this game. There's set collection because you're going to get points for completing cards and you're trying to collect these different things around the board. Yep. There's a lot going on with this. And here's the thing. We just played the base game. I actually have the expansion, but I didn't for the, especially because we just did Bora Bora. I didn't want to throw that in there, but I, I'm, I definitely want to check it out with the expansion because I think that's going to make it even better would be my guess. It seems like it would, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. That's the Arthur expansion. There's another cool. one, I think, too, but I don't have that one. Well, I, I do want to say that I failed to mention Carpe Diem. I failed to mention? Yeah, I know. Carpe Diem was, is rate, ranked 352 overall. Yeah. And 7.6 on BGG. Really high. Merlin, Merlin is, is 978. 978, which yeah. is not bad, and 7.1 overall. So people don't like seem to like it quite as much. Now, the Dennis Lowe's House and Art is pretty nice. I do like the art of this game. In uh, 
Merlin. In Merlin. Do you actually, feel yeah. like this is a thematic at all? I don't think I feel that way about any of his games. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we, at the end. Aquasphere might be the closest out of his games. Because you feel like you're going around the ship kind of as a robot. Maybe. Oh, actually, Amerigo is another game that he has it that can feel thematic, I guess. Like when you're going out and exploring the islands yeah. and stuff like that. I think so. I mean, yeah. What In life, when do you not drop cubes out of a tower and it helps you decide what to do? <laughs> I Actually, some days I wish that was the, the case. Yeah, I enjoyed Merlin. I did. I thought that was really... I thought it was fun. It was better than I expected because I've had a lot of people... And I, I wasn't super excited about it because I've had people that I relate to in games be like, yeah, it's just okay. But I was like, no, that was better than okay. That's a that's a good game. It's a really good game, I, yeah. I think. The, the way that you move around that the giant kind of rondelle action selection thing is is interesting the way you can move Merlin back. But I like how you do have, like you said, the, the area control in, in several places. There's kind of area control where you're trying to – or area majority. Um, and I think that's that's really neat having that go because you have that on you know every spot on the main board but then you have that separate board where you're scoring points based on who has the majority in the areas the towns or whatever that is you know that's right the big that's scroll right. so i kind of like how there's two of those things going on at the same time and there's also in the expansion there's a inner circle where arthur is moving around so there's even another area that you're going to be moving around in there but it's uh and, and it changes up the spots in that uh, in that circle anyway but yeah yeah i'm i uh, i can't wait to check out that expansion I don't know if this one will rise, but that's still pretty high just even after one play. Oh, yeah. Is it, I like that one for sure. All right, so your number nine is Merlin. My number nine is a, is actually ranked a 1,067 overall, so not that far away. Uh, it's only score. The score on BGG is 6.9, so this may be my lowest like BGG score, and that is Rialto, okay. which I introduced Dean to. What, what did you – what did you well let me i guess i should mention what rialto is just for a moment yeah in rialto basically you're going to be doing a bunch of kind of area majority out on a map um which is a big part of the game but it's interesting because you lay out cards and you're going to have like six cards in each row and you'll have one more row than the number of players so if dean and i are playing there's three rows out there and the first thing the first player has to do is pick which row he or she wants and those cards are going to be actions. But then you draw a couple more, so there's a little bit of intrigue because you're not exactly sure what Dean has. Because you're like, mm. he has the cards to be able to put more out on the board, but is he going to do that? Um, did he draw more, so is he going to put even more out? Um, is he going to get coins this turn because he want, cause there's a little bit of, you have these buildings that you can set off, so a little engine that you can build to you know score points or do different things like that because it's not just the area majority. Um, but I, it's, I think it's interesting. I like the way that you're choosing your actions and stuff on this game. What did you think? And there's more to it, but it's a, it's a fairly lighter weight for Feld. Right here it's rated weighted at 2.5, so kind of more that Carpe Diem level of weight. What did you think about Rialto? I liked it. I, I like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I like all Feld games, you mm -hmm. know, some better than other ones. This one would be, actually, I think I may have put this somewhere in that ranking somewhere, somewhere in the teens. Um, it, it was good. Here's my, here's my, my issue with it, John, is I think it would be better at a higher player count. Bingo. And I, we is. only played it at a two player game, which was really fun. But the, the area control is not as interesting. I think at that it's count. not. And then one of the best parts of Rialto, I want to kind of save it for a second is that whenever you're playing your actions, you're doing them in a particular order. So for example, for the doge action, the player who's uh, in first place has to lay down their cards and say, I'm playing two doge cards. 
then you kind of go clockwise around the table. Well, guess what, Meeple Town? Whoever plays the most gets a bonus. That is so cool and so fun, especially at a higher player count. Yeah. I played this with my family um, five. We played at five uh, at a birthday um, a couple weeks ago. And we had, I, I had an absolute blast. I got like last place. I did terrible, but I had a, such a blast because it's so interesting trying to predict what other people are going to do because you have to get those bonuses to play well in this game. If you're not getting any of those, it's going to be really hard to win, I think. And so, and I just predicted wrong a lot. And, and you know, some people are going to be like, eh, I didn't really like that because I don't like that element of, you know, I can just guess wrong on that. But I just thought it was like, a, like it just feels like a, medium towards the lightest weight euro that has some like just fun moments like that with it with the card you know and then you have the area majorities which i really like area majority and so i really like this and i have it on the list because i think i'll bring i will play it quite a bit because of that reason because there's a lot of people i could play this game with yeah yeah it it has a lot of interesting things that i really liked i I was surprised at how much i liked this when i played 14 and this is one that you predicted that i would like and and you were right I think you thought I might like it a little bit more, I but did. again, I, I think it's just that player interaction tend, it seems like it would be very key in this game. Yeah, you would if we played like three or four players, you'd probably be like, yeah, I really do like this. Yeah, even more. All right, my number eight. My number eight is a one of Feld's heavier ones, and this one I I kind of struggle with honestly because I could have put this one higher, but from I mean, all these could have been you know number one on a lot of other lists. But that is Aquasphere. Is Aquasphere on your list, John? No, but it okay. was really close. I, I thought that one might not make your list. So this one is overall 475, and it has the uh, rating of 7.3, weight of 3.69. So I think this this and so Bonfire high, are probably the heavier, it's up there. heavier games. Maybe Trajan, I'm not sure. But. Uh, Bora Bora is up there for heavy stuff, too. Oh, that's right. That's too. right. So. so with Aquasphere, you, are, you have your scientist character, and you're going around this ship, this uh, water... Uh, what is it? Is it water? You're underwater. You're underwater. It's called Aquasphere. Yeah, no, just I got gotcha. you. Make around, it a joke. You're going around your underwater lab. You are like kicking out these octopi, octopods, and you are you are trying to gain these crystals, and you are upgrading your lab. You are putting submarines, docking them in the stations. This one has some area control too, but essentially what you are doing is you are programming these bots, and when you program these bots, you are then gonna take an action. So that's one of two things. You can program a bot or you can take an action. When you take an action, you're gonna be moving around and putting the bot in that whatever sector of your, um, uh, of the, what is it called? Aqua Dome? Whatever. I, I don't know. Anyway, whatever sector that you're don't in, ask me what you're going to take called. an action in there. So you might upgrade your, you know, upgrade your lab, any of those yeah. different ones that you can take. And you're just going to be going around doing that over and over again. And the thing I like about this one is, is you're doing those actions, which I, I think are a lot of fun. It's got some interesting twist on it and how you can pick which bots that you mm-hmm. can program and all that. But there's also area control in this one that matters quite a bit too, because if I'm taking an action in this sector, and then I put my bot in the center saying, like, basically, I control this area until John comes around and he goes in there and then he's going to boot my bot out. And the more bots you get That's out, what happens. you're going to get points for those two. They should have changed get... the name to boot the bot. Boot the bot? I think it would have gotten more people to play. I don't like the name of Aquasphere. <laughs> and, and that's it. Oh, so yeah, points for your bots, but you can't get more points than you have submarines out. So you're going to have to like keep those balanced of getting bots and submarines out. This one's really fun. I, I like this one. 
quite a bit. This is, this is a really good one. And, and again, could be higher on my list on, on any given day. I think it's, it is brain burnery and it's, it's, uh, I like it. I definitely like this game. It almost made my list. Um, it's also kind of unforgiving. I feel like if you're not planning your actions out, right. You know, and all that kind of stuff, you can be like, Oh dude, I just really screwed that up. Especially if your opponents are playing optimally, it can be tough. It can, yeah. but I, I like that about it too. So it's, it's a fun game. It's Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like I I could I could see myself booting out one of the other ones I talked about or this next one and putting that in for it. Like, this is what it is. Yeah. All right, yep. that's your number eight. My number eight is a Newfeld, uh, and this is the one I literally just made this number ten. That's Dennis Lohausen too, by the way. I didn't mention that two two games in a row are Dennis Lohausen art for me. This Take one, that. There you go. Well, just make <laughs> it three. Okay. Let's make it three. Because right. this was actually, when I said I'm changing it up, I changed this to number 10, then I put it back at number eight. So that's how I'm just, you know, whatever. Bonfire. 2020 game. Boom. You can't talk about it. Oh. Okay. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. Okay, I got to think through this, John. That's your number eight game. Mm-hmm. You rated, do you remember what you rated Bonfire? Because yep. I do. Yep. You gave it a nine. I I, I disagree with my own self. <laughs> I do it. I mean, I'm just being real. Like I, I, I gave it a nine. I really liked it. And there's ratings raising lower. I played. Well, I'll talk about it later. I mean, number eight on Stefan Feld's list of one of the greatest, if not designers of all time, still really great game. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some of those thoughts when we get to it. Then. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we'll we'll come up in that that one in a little while. My number seven is going to be another one we're going to have to talk about in a little while. That is Trajan. I'm guessing. Are you kidding me? Is on Trajan on your list? Are you kidding me? <clears throat> Trajan's yes, we're really definitely gonna have game. to talk about that in a little while. I uh, Trajan slid down that a little a bit, but not because it was worse, but because I found myself like wanting to play other ones better. Okay, more. Yep, I get that. That's it's hard to do that. Like honestly, when I wrote Bonfire and Rialto, I would rather play Rialto just because I'm just in the mood lately to play some not so heavy games. Yeah, and like so, I almost put it above there because that's just kind of some of my moods. Anyways, uh, my number seven then, right? Is that where we're at? Sure is ranked, or not ranked, rated 7.3. It is 301 overall, and that is not a Dennis Lohausen art game. Boo. Uh, but Michael Menzel helped do the art on this, so there you go. That's one of the one, one of your faves. In the Year of the Dragon. Now, in this game, this game is all about mitigating a million disasters that come your way, basically, in the Year of the Dragon, you have uh, you have the list. And then one of the things I like about it is it's not one of those games where you flip it and it's like, oh, well, this disaster happened, so you're messed over. Or even you have to mitigate it this year and you only know about it that same round. It is, you literally see every single one for the entire game and you know, okay, famine's going to hit here. Oh, we're going to have to pay the emperor here. We're going to have to do that. So this game has a lot of planning out um, that you're doing. And then what you're doing is you have these, like, what are they called? They're not called temples. Oh, maybe they are. They're these buildings, and you're getting workers that kind of build an engine. But if you're not doing things like paying your taxes and stuff like that, your workers are getting kicked out, which hurts your engine. And then at the end of the game, you score two points. It's two points, right, for every worker that's in these buildings. So it's a very, very tight game, extremely tight game, unless you play against me me and Dean, and Dean just whips the duders out of me because I went a little too risque at the beginning. But beginner's luck, I think, is what that was. No, but it's but it also has this interesting mechanic um, that 
depending on the number of players, you have all these actions and they get divided into sections. So in a two-player game, there's two different sections. So there'd be four actions on one side of the board, three on the other. Well, hey, if Dean takes one on the four side of the board, I have to choose the three, the other three actions or I have to pay three yuan, which is so expensive in the game. Like you have to do that sometimes, but it's kind of interesting how you can like really hose other players, but it doesn't feel so mean because you're like, I want, really want that action, buddy. But you're actually thinking, but yeah, it also hurts you a little bit too. And it's, right. That's not a bad thing. Right. This game just, it's just really tight. This is a really great design, I think. And I need to play it even more. You know, I've owned it, I've played it. It was a while since I'd played it, and I picked it up because I didn't own it, and I've played it a couple more times since we started doing this list. But I really enjoy this one. What do yep. you think? I only played this one online, and it was just that one time. I'd be surprised if this one makes my list. It was fun. It's different. Yeah, it is different, and I, and I did enjoy it. I, I had a good time playing it. It just, I, I doubt this would make my top 10. I'm actually surprised that you have this higher than even Rialto. Yeah, I no, I do. I really like this game. I like the tight. You know, I like tight games that are hard, mm-hmm. harsh on you. Like I, because f- I feel like if I mean sometimes I lose miserably, but if I can beat the system, I feel smart. Like yes, I figured this out. I beat it, uh, and so I, I really like harsh games. Which you know, Aquasphere can be like that kind of too. Um, different kind. A different yeah. kind, mm-hmm. not harsh. Like this is one where the game is harsh to you a it's, little bit. Yeah, there. It's just. It's like the game of feeding your workers. Is yes, what this is. and I like feeding my workers in games. I mean, <laughs> I don't, but I still like the game. I think yeah. it's fun. And it's also, I think it's higher on the list too because it feels different. Like there are mechanics that feel the same because it's failed, but it feels different than a lot of his other ones. So it's kind of like, I find myself saying, let's play that, you know, because it's just a little bit different. Some people say this is his best design. How many people out there do you think, John, when they heard that it's feeding feeding your workers the board game, like threw up in their mouth a little bit? Oh, I think you. I think this is doesn't. I mean, you don't love or hate it, but I think for a lot of people, it is kind of. When I played this game the first time, I rated it about a six and a half, and I was like, Ugh. and I, I mean, I got killed at it, and I was like, man, this is just harsh and all this stuff. And this was years ago, though. This has been a long time since I played it, and I've probably gotten to, to be a better board game player since then. But then when I picked it back up, I was like, the more I played it, not picked it back up, the more I played it, I was like, oh, this is pretty clever. Yeah. I like this. And I like the theme. I just, I like Chinese culture and stuff. So you like the components? No. (laughs) Which is fine. You don't really need, you know, actually a lot of field games, there's not great components in them, except a couple that we've talked about so far. All right, ready for my number six? This one actually might be on your list. How about about this, John? Another Michael Menzel art on this one. Also rated 7.3. Except this one is ranked 975 overall, which is interesting. Came out in 2018, Forum Trajanum. This is the other Carpe (laughs) Carpe Diem, and this one came out the same year. So we'll hold off (laughs) on that one, too. Forum Trajanum. Okay. I put that one right, uh, right ahead of Trajan, just because Trajan, Forum Trajanum, I was trying to keep those together. Well, there you go. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Well, maybe mine are together. What if they were? Well, let's see. I think that this is going to be higher. Uh, my number six, that's where we're at, is Bruges. Yep. Hold off on that one. Just that's uh, what I figured. A couple more. This is kind of good. I mean, we'll end up having a lot of chats about these games. So there we go. So now we can talk about your number. This is my number, what did I say? Five, right? One. Two, yes, three, yes, four, yes. Four, yep. Five. Bonfire. Yep. You've already mentioned this one. This was your number what again? Number seven, six, eight? Eight. 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 <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So Bonfire, in this game, you are... Oof. 
you're taking different actions, right? You're going to yeah. be sailing around to the different islands. And the, the, let me tell you how you're taking the action. So basically you have these uh, two, uh, sorry, three by one tiles that you're going to place out onto your board. Mm -hmm. And the way that you place them out onto your board is going to give you action tokens for when you take actions later on. Yep. So like a series, when you place a tile, if it has like a series of three of the bonfire tokens or whatever, you take three of those and then later on you can use them. You can turn them in two for two for one as well. Uh, or you can just take them as the action. And that's it. You're going to be sailing around with those actions. You're going to be picking up different objectives with those actions. You're going to be moving your guardians around. You're going to be, what else? What else do we have? Uh, uh, turning the thing on the bonfire to give you different actions and resources mm -hmm. there. Which Lots is your favorite. Things. That's one of your favorite things. Yeah, I, I usually go bonfire heavy heavy on this yeah. one because it's called bonfire. Yeah. You know, so let's just say, so here's the... Fire. Did I say bonfire? Bonfire. You've been bonfire. in Tennessee too long. So here's the thing. Bonfire, yeah, I did rate it rate it a 9 out of 10. I still really like Bonfire. It's on my list, right? Mm -hmm. it, it dipped a little the last time I played it. Um, here's the thing, and part of it has to do with the Bonfire. I beat my wife in this game, but I had... Remember when we had the games where like the Bonfire just lined up perfectly? Yeah. Now, in a more than two-player game, it's gonna that won't be as much of an issue because people will be taking those Bonfire actions more frequently. But in a two-player game, like... If your portals are lining up just beautifully, then it's just an advantage. I just I don't know how any other way to say it is it's an advantage. And if the other players have to pick up the portals, then I don't know. It kind of it, it made, you don't think it, it makes a difference like over the course of the game. I can tell you that it was just over the course of the game, I had it way easier than my wife, and I was just sitting there going, "Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect." I got the seven portals and like hardly any tries beat her beat on beat her on that the challenge in the middle you know when you're racing to yeah, the uh -huh. things and and i remember being like remember i remember feeling like i've had this happen in this game more than once where i just like i've been on this on the other side of it as well but i was just like but there's other ways to score points and stuff i understand that but man it's nice when that happens sure it, it definitely you may can help. people may disagree but that was like it, I, I still really like this game a lot though like it, i tend to disagree because there's so much other stuff that you can do there is like you said but also, like, if you're taking advantage of that bonfire, you're going to be moving it around a lot, right? Yeah. It's, it's going to be moving around the board quite a bit, so. Yeah. I mean, we were, so there's a lot of situations where, like, my portal was here, hers was the next spot, and then mine was the next spot after that. So what is she going to do? Take three cards just to skip over to make it harder on me? I mean, that's not worth it for her, you know? Sure. And, like, that kept happening a lot, and I was like, dude, I'm getting lucky on this. And... It just is what it is. And she was like, are you kidding me? Mine's halfway across the board. You but, only have to take one spot. But the thing is, you take two out of three of those. And so there is there is the portal, there's a resource, and then there's point points. What's the other third? It depends. Yeah, it depends there's on what's There's two resources yeah. and uh, portals. Two resources, that's right. That's and right. some of the resources can be points. That's or, right. Yeah. That's right. So you can still go to those spots and not take a portal. Sure. And you're still getting lots of good things that yeah. you need. So that... that I get it. I get what you're yeah. saying. And in fact, we may have run into that in our playthrough. We did a video of this. So you want to check it out. But I remember that that happened. I was on the sour side of it against you one time yeah. and you whipped yeah. me and I was just like, now it, now the thing is, I agree with you, Dean, though, in this game, that is just a part of it. So maybe I just need to say, forget the portals and really, if it's not lining up good. But the problem is, is like, you got to move your guardians to the portals can score you a lot of points, but maybe not. Maybe there's a point in the game where I'm just thinking bad strategically and I just need to say forget them 
I'm just going to go for all these other things. Yeah, but I mean, your opinion is your opinion yeah. in this. So even if it's, but I like the like even I like if the that math wrong is still your opinion. Like yeah. if it soured the the experience for you, then it did. It did. So. Like I just like that part, and I don't. I don't yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But, but I mean, Stefan Feld knows math way better than I do, and runs circles around me. So I, I, it just may be that. Like you think he's more fit than you? Is that what you're saying? He's probably more fit, and I don't know though. I, what do you think about my muscles? Oh my Dean? gosh. I say, I, you're a runner. You be, you think you can run circles around you? I don't run anymore that much. Okay. So probably yeah. I'm I'm pretty slow now. Okay. I took my buddy, our buddy Ben, Ben Beefy, who who played part of a game with us and then quit in the middle of it. <laughs> we, a failed game at that. Yeah, that's true. A little Yorvik. Um, ben, I went to the gym with him yesterday, and he sent me a picture of what's that guy's name? Yep. Kevin James. Kevin James. I knew it wasn't Kevin Hart. I was of him sitting down very sorely. So I think I think we wore him out a little bit. You want to go to the gym with me one day? Number three. Uh, I've been I've been lifting a lot more lately. I like what like cheeseburgers. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. I'm a vegetarian, so veggie burgers. You've lost weight. All right, let's go. <laughs> what number? You are we tried on? to transition it, but you actually said the wrong number. Just FYI. Number four, Dennis Lohausen. But hold up, hold up, bonfire. hold up. Actually, no, I'm saying the wrong number. I haven't said my number five. That yeah. was your number five. Your number five yeah. was Bonfire. My number eight was still really great game. If you haven't played that from last year, it's very good. Excellent. Um, and it might rise even with more plays. Like that's I haven't, but I've probably played it like six or seven times. All right, your so, scores tend to shift more than what mine do too. Like, for sure. But, yeah. Anyway, it's for sure. No doubt about it. My number five is probably higher on Dean's list because I think he likes this one. Number five is Amerigo. That is correct. It is higher, which okay. means it's got to be in my top four. You better Amerigo out of here. Yeah. Can I use some of those jokes that I was telling you earlier? No. No. Nope. Okay. Number four for me? Inappropriate, huh? I don't think this one's on your list. They're not really inappropriate. I'm kind of surprised, though, with this one. Is Bruges on your list? This is my number four. I already said that was my number six. Oh yeah, yeah. So we right. can talk that's about right. it. That's right. That's right. Michael Menzel art. You said it is number, hard to, yeah. to juggle all these. And you're thinking of art. Which ones did John say that he has it? <laughs> Which ones right? So go ahead. So Bruges came out in 2013. I think there was another Feld in 2013. Is that right? I'm gonna have to go back and look that. Um, one up. I can look it up. Okay, I've actually got my my Feld sheet up here. Um, actually, yeah, Amerigo, the one that you just mentioned, and Rialto, yeah. and Bora Bora. Holy smokes. All, oh, yeah, because I knew, yeah, that's, that's right. That's a Bora lot. Bora was, dude, he was wearing it out that year, huh? Was there a better designer that year? I'm guessing probably not. Dude, that's crazy. Those are all very good games. <laughs> yeah. So Bruges is, uh, well, I'll say Bruges because that's what I have. If you're listening to this a little bit later or you backed it in the Kickstarter Hamburg, Hamburg is the newer release version of this, which will have all the expansion stuff with it in the box, new art and all that good stuff. So that was part of the new city collection, the the first wave of the city collection. But in Bruges, it, Bruges, it's basically multi-use cards. You're gonna have a hand and you're gonna play a card every turn. That's all you're gonna do, and you're gonna play it for putting a building out. It's yeah. gonna be putting a person personality in there. You're gonna be moving around the canals. You're gonna be gaining meeples, playing those meeples on places, whatever. But all of the cards do essentially the same thing with different colors, except the personality part of it. So each personality is gonna be different. But basically- Some really fun engine building with those cards. Yeah, there definitely really is. Really like that a There lot. definitely is. But there's also in this one, a wave of rats and, and not just rats, but lots of different- different bad things that can happen to you, right? So like you've got all these devastating events that might happen. So it could be rats, it could be flooding, it could be fires, earthquakes, maybe. I don't know what else can happen. I don't, 
Earthquakes? <laughs> yeah, earthquakes not, I don't think. But the other ones I think I was right <laughs> on. <laughs> so if you allow these to get these three threat markers to form a, basically to form a circle of one type of threat, then that one's going to set off and it could do bad things to you. It could make you lose all your... Your guilders, it could make you lose personalities or guilders. <laughs> just, uh, you just made me tickled. You lose your guilders. <laughs> I just feel like that's like losing your pants or something like that. Like that's a, I don't know. Like It just made me think about that. Like I've got my guilders on. Just lost my guilders. Who man, yeah. I tell you, that wave was <laughs> so big, I lost my guilders. Uh, I don't know what to do with that one. So anyway, that is Bruges. Hamburg, I think, is probably going to be the better version. I am... I have said this before. I'm digging the art, the Michael Menzel, Menzel art, better than I am Hamburg. But I think I need to see the board. I, I think I just need to see. I, it. I like, like I've said this before. We had this argument. Like I do love the Michael Menzel art, but I like the colors on the new one better. Like it's just a little bit more bright and airy. So. And I think I think the changes that they made probably are good. So in Bruges, yeah. you have two stacks of cards. This one, you actually you can see all the colors. So each color is in its own stack. So you can you know which color you're taking. Yeah. The city on the Zvin, uh, is that what it's called? River, mm-hmm. yeah. City city on the Zvin is um, is done better in in Hamburg. That expansion looks like it's not quite as crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm sure I'm sure I'll pick it up. You know it's the late pledge is over, right? That's fine. It'll I'll, I'll be able to find it on the website, I think. Yeah. I don't I don't care. Here's the other thing. I don't care about the deluxe version as much on this one. Yeah, me on neither. either one of those games. Me neither. So, I didn't mention that Bonfire was ranked 503 overall. That's pretty amazing and very impressive. So, it is leapfrogging over a lot of these that we've said and it's been out for 1 year. Rated 8. Bruges is much higher overall. 268 overall. Um, I think so far, isn't that in the highest ranked game that we've actually talked about on the list? I think so. Yep, I think so. Uh, in the Year of the Dragon, we've actually talked about so in the yeah. year, Can you believe that in the Year of the Dragon is 300? Like it's. Carpe Diem's like that. 352. That's mm-hmm. way up there, too. That's way up there, too. So, I, yep. Anyways, that's quite interesting. Huh? I didn't mean, I didn't talk about Bruges. I just like it. There you go. I like the way the cards play. I like how it's like one of his, again, sometimes I like gravitate to, to some of his lighter, I don't know, there's certain times I like his lighter stuff, and then I also really like his heavier stuff, as you'll even see later on the list. But there's times when I'm just like, yeah, let's play a game where I don't have to brain, burn too much, cool little engine building mechanics, just fun little mechanics that are just sprinkled about. Yeah, I think this I like is. It. I think this is probably my wife's favorite, too, of his, if I had to guess. That's cool. My wife enjoyed it whenever we played it, for sure. Yep. All right, so that is your number four. Mm-hmm. My number four is a game that, interesting, like, I would have not have thought that it would have been this high on my list, but I've been playing it more lately, and we did a video for it, but we haven't posted it yet, and that is Notre Dame. Yeah. Can you believe it's that high? Yes, because I know you really like that game. So here's what I like about it. So this is just this is a Euro game. Uh, but it's you're drafting cards, and what's interesting though is before each set of you know rounds, you play three rounds. You have nine cards, so you know every card that's going to come out in the game. You draw three cards, so like it's not like a drafting game where you're like, oh, I wonder if that's going to come out, or I wonder if that's going to happen. So there's a lot more, uh, less uh, luck, I would say, in this game. Now you can be kind of unlucky when you when you draft the card, maybe. Like there's a like going to Notre Dame in the center is really powerful, and if you don't have any money and you draft it at a wrong time, <clears throat> it could be bad, you know, or something like that. But right. 
it's really interesting because like you're just playing you're you're picking a card and passing it to your opponent you know you're going to end up with three cards and you're going to just play two actions and it's so grueling on those uh, this is one of i think one of my favorite things that stefan feld does is gives you like two or three choices and you're like oh i want to do this so bad but oh i want to do this so bad yeah and this and that's that's what this has. Like it Rialto has that. We have those three stacks of cards if you're playing two players. You're like, I want this stack so bad, but I also want this stack so bad. And which one do I want to take? And this game is full of that. And it's got like easy, like kind of light engine building. You know, you put your cubes in your little it's not called the district, um, but I can't remember. Your little section of the of the board and you're like getting more victory points, you're getting more influence cubes or, you know, you're getting money and the more you have there, the more you get. And you're so worried about passing Dean this card because I don't really want to use this, but I know Dean desperately needs money. And if I hold this back, then Dean's not going to get money and it's going to really hose him. And then you have these cool character cards at the end of the round that give you like a one-time bonus. You got to have money to pay for them. And you kind of plan your round around them oftentimes. Just fun. Just a really fun midweight Euro. I really like Notre Dame. Yep. I think this one is my number 11 or 12, something yeah. like that. So it's just outside my top 10. I I enjoyed this quite a bit when we just did our playthrough. It reminded me how much fun that game really is. It, it is. It's like one of those games that sometimes I don't think about, and then I go back like, dude, this is good. Yeah. The only downer is my wife does not like this game because you have the rats. And the rats can be kind of not pleasurable to deal with. But you don't lose ridiculous amounts of things. But every single round, yeah. you have to deal with the rats. And on a lot. I mean, yeah. it, you know, in a track of, what, ten spot, nine spots. Yeah, nine spots. You might get six. You, yeah, You might possible. move up six on there. And, and, and it's more, it seems likely that you're going to move three to five at least, you know? I mean, it's... Unless you have the, in the hospital where it prevents the rats from... But even at that moment, you... A lot of times you're going to lose two or three. and Yeah, but then again, you lose two points and you lose one influence. So it's not the end of the world, but it is if you keep doing that over and over and over again. Because this game is not a – this is one of his uh, lower scoring games, I would say. Yeah. It's not like you're going to score 200 points in this. You're going to score 40, 50 points, something like that. Is that right? I can't remember. Anyway. Or maybe we did. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, it's ranked uh, 295. So I think this would be the second one thus far that we've talked about. Yeah, people really like one. that one. That, that's been around a while, too. When, when 2007. 2007, one of okay. Games, yeah. yeah. Okay, my number three, which I actually had at number two, and then I changed it last minute to my number three, and that is Bora Bora. Ooh. Do you have this on your list? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. All right. I'm looking at it. It's my number three. It's your number three. Oh, both of us oh, have yeah. this at number three. There we go. Bora, Bora. Mm-hmm. We've only both played this one time. This is the yeah. other game that we were talking about that we've we've only played once. And in this game, there is uh, it's it's a heavier game. So it's three point seven four. Maybe it's heaviest. Definitely the heaviest that we've talked about so far. I it's think. way. It's right up there with this heaviest. If if it's not. Yeah, this one is ranked two eleven overall, and that is his highest so far. And then seven point six rating on this one. This is another one of those two thousand thirteen games. In this game, you are going to be rolling your dice, and you're going to be placing your dice into these different actions, one of the different action cards. And what is going to happen is when you play a die, the next die that's played has to be lower than that. Yeah. And so you, there's a lot of player interaction on how you're going to be playing your dice on those cards. But with what those actions do, you are going to be taking 
men tile, you're going to be taking women tiles, and those are going to help with the engine building and give you actions at the end of the round. You're going to be building huts, which works for area majority and for, well, yeah, area majority. You are going to be, what else are you going to do, John? You're going to get these yeah these different the god cards that helps you out for set collection at the end of the game yeah that's right that's right you you're trying to fill up your board your building board with uh these tiles so when you build a hut on the island you're going to take the resource for that you're going to put it on your building board and then you will be able to build tiles which give you bonuses throughout the game and then you're also going to get a lot of in-game scoring yeah. potentially uh yeah, and based I, on all those different things that you do. That's right. And it kind of has that like Trajan where there's a lot of things going out, you know, like this section, this section, that section, that section. So if you don't like that, you probably won't like this game. Yeah. But what I what I really like about it is those gold tiles that you have. You have three gold tiles, goal, not gold. Gold tiles and you have to complete one to score your, you know, your 6 points or whatever. And if you're not you can completing, get four if you have a card that lets you get. That's one right, less. or two if you have a card that lets you get two less. Like a lot of them, yeah. It's just six, four, and zero. Is it? Six, oh, it is. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking two, four. Yeah, right. Six, four, and zero. Dean's right. Um, Say that again, please. Dean's right. Thank you. No, you're right. Um, but anyways, like that's really fun because what I like about it is you have that like now planning and future planning. Like yeah. I could go for this now. But you know what? I think I can get that easier next round because I see that jewelry yep. in the next round. And so let's just worry about going here. But then I'm kind of pushing my luck because this one maybe is a little harder right now. Um, you know, or, or I have the right dice to do this. So ah, which one do I go for? Which ones do I go for? If you're not completing those, you're probably going to struggle to win this game. There's a lot of other cool parts to it. I love the area majority and stuff. That's fun and stuff. But that I like that about it. It gives you, it points you in a direction. Like some people don't like games that are just like kind of wide open, and you can kind of do whatever you want. This game, you it you got you need to fill them tasks. Yeah, and there's cards that let you mitigate your dice rolls as well. So if sure. you really don't like the right dice rolls, rice rolls. Ooh. I love rice rolls. I tell you what, you just made me even hungrier. <laughs> if you don't like the dice rolls, you can change those with those those god cards that you have. You know, one other interesting thing that is in this game that I don't see in a lot of games is I mentioned the in-game scoring. So you get six points for each of these tasks that yeah. you do throughout the game. But here's the thing. You have to be perfect in all of those tasks, which yeah. I think is really interesting. So if you every round, at the end. if every round you buy jewelry, you'll get six points at the end of the game. If every round you complete a task and then at the end of the game, mm -hmm. the, you have three tasks left over. If you also complete those, then you're going to get six points. Yep. And... And then everything else, filling up your board, filling up your, you know, getting all your huts out. All of those things are going to get you points. I just, I like that a lot. I think that's cool. Yeah. But it just means that you're going to have to say, okay, I'm not going to be able to do everything, but I better make sure that I get some of those bonuses at the end of the game. Otherwise, I'm going to fall far behind. And I did when I played this with you and Larissa. I, I, I Didn't I just barely beat you in it, though? You came back. Remember? Oh. Yes, this was one that you came back and I beat you by like one point or something. Oh, like okay, that, or okay. A tiebreaker. Okay. I remember really losing close. this one, but but a lot of it I didn't buy jewelry as much during the game because yeah. I was like I'm already losing this one. So because you have to have seashells to buy. No, jewelry. but you got a lot by the end. You, a lot of that? points, but I didn't get the points. bonus. Is what it was. You actually scored more points on the jewelry than I did, um, because I just had a bunch of little two pointers and stuff like that yeah. and you had some sevens and nines and some high pointers anyway which is interesting because you can say i'm gonna forget this which is what i did and, and just go for the high point ones when you can get them yeah or you can say no it's okay to get lower ones because i'll get the bonus at the yeah. end and that's that's valid too i also really like the way the men and the women work in this game yeah where like there's a there's part of the turn and on that you get to set off one of your workers that 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 you have and if they 
are the same, then it's like double. Yeah. So you can kind of build an engine with that. And so you, but the interesting thing is some of the goals are like, you well, you need a lady that does this or a guy that two people that do this and that. And so you're having these pools throughout the course of the game where you're like, ah, oh, I could really double this, but I've got a goal task at some point in the game I need to complete where the worker does this. And so do I go ahead and get that worker right now that does this? Because they get wiped out at the end of every round. Mm -hmm. So you're really pushing your luck sometimes on those. But man, if I had that double, I could score a lot of, get a lot of good things to happen. The only negative that I have, and this game could be, um, I just, number one, it was, I had to really like it to put it this high after one play. However, I actually went through and watched multiple playthroughs of this game just to like, think through this decision like I wouldn't probably just you know play one time and, and make that raise it that high but I was like watching Rado's play through and other and just like okay I like that about it. I like that yeah yeah I do like that about it um which is uh, it's really good but the only thing that I'm not loving is sometimes the dice rolls are frustrating um and the thing the way the dice rolls I think I know Dean mentioned it but like you have those spots to go to you are the higher the dice roll the more powerful the action straight up in this game right which is really important However, if Dean plays a five and I want to go to the same spot, I have to play a number less. So sometimes it's good to have lower dice. Yeah. It is good to have lower oh, dice. Yeah, However, they're not going to give you as powerful of an action, though. So there were some moments, and I won this game is why I didn't like, where I rolled like duders for like two ro- two rounds in a row where I'm like two, one, one, whatever. Now, if I'm just a mean player, I could say, great, I love that one. That's right. Because be I'm really just going to hose Dean. Yep. But I don't generally play... Like, I don't mind doing that sometimes when I know it's strategically the best thing to do, but I'm just not generally like a, I'm purposely trying to, you know, hose people in the game or whatever. Um, but that's how you have to play it, like with those with those numbers, I think. I, I, when, if you roll three, you know, two ones and a two, you've got to think, what do I want to do, but also how can I block these other players? Because at this point, you know, it's just... <laughs> That's all I can do with these dice this moment. And it's the same thing with castles. Like, there's sometimes in castles where I get a little frustrated with the dice rolls early in the game. And so, besides that, and that's a minor thing, um, it's such a brilliant game. It really is. And I really wrestled with this one being my number two or my number three because it it really could have... It really could have fit both spots, but I overall I think that I'm I'm good with my number two. But this one is it's excellent. So that's number three for both of us. I like bore, hearing bore. that you're good with your number two overall. <laughs> you know, I I totally agree with Dean though that this is one that I could see beating my number two. I just have to play it more. It is ranked. You said. Did you say the ranking overall? Yeah, two eleven. No, okay. Uh-huh. I, th- I yeah. thought you said that. I just wanted to make sure because I was pulling it up. So that's the highest one right now, at the moment. All right, so my number four was a 2013 release. My number three was a 2013 release. Number my number one, two, two is a 2013 release. Really? Not so. Amerigo. Amerigo is... Wow, so you didn't have something on your list that I'm really shocked it's not on your list. Like, you're right now thinking, like, did I screw this list up? Are you thinking Castles of Tuscany, maybe? No. Oh. No. I'll, I'll talk about it on my next, on my number two. Okay, I'm curious now. Look, he's looking Let's a little worried. He's looking a little worried over did there. Did you say Amerigo already? Yes, I did. What well, what number was that for you? My my Amerigo. Amerigo's number five. So really, okay. I'm quite Another enjoyous. game that you had ranked really high. I still it's ranked number five overall here. Would you still have it at a nine though? A nine is really high for you. No, nah, I'd have it at eight point five. Okay. <laughs> 
Amerigo is a blast. I I like I picked this one as my number two for this or an eight, for the an simplicity eight. <laughs> of it. Right. This this game has the the cube tower, which is fantastic. This it's is fun. the driving force of the game. You're going to be drawing these cubes from one slot, dropping them in the tower, and then that will determine what actions you can take for that turn. So the first one you're going to drop in there, let's say you drop in your blues. Okay, that's the first one. The blue allows you to sail around the map. If I drop the blues in there, let's say I drop six in and four come out, but then there's like one green and one yellow that come out too. Yeah. Okay. So that means I can take four action points for the blue, for the yellow, or for the green, any of the ones that came out. And it's interesting because a lot of times you're thinking I'm going to take the action of the one that comes out most, but mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Like it, it really allows you to focus on one or two things that you can do really well. Sailing yeah. around the map that allows you to you know to do really well, especially if you have a tech tile because you'll pick up tech tiles from the brown action cubes, and those will give you lots of different bonuses. But one of them could be every time you place a uh, that you dock at one of the ports, then you're going to get a point or whatever that tile sure. is. You know, so you might say I'm going to go heavy in sailing because I have this tile. But you also, if I'm going to be docking on all these places, I might build my tiles. And that's a polyomino way of doing that. You're going to mm-hmm. build tiles out on the board as you cover up the different spots, the different resources. Those you'll pick up and put them on your board and combine those, multiply those with the tiles that you're going to buy from the shops that match. So if I get coconut from an island, then I buy coconut from a shop. I'm going to multiply those together at the end and get points for that too. Yeah. This is a simple gameplay, but there's still a decent amount going on, and I, I like this one a lot. This is a really, really fun game. Yeah, you I'll, the Q Tower's fun, and you have those like tough decisions sometimes because you know that there's seven, right? Cubes of every... Yep. Numbers of every cube. And then, like, wow, I, there's six on the board. So do I risk that that action will come out at some point later in the game. Like maybe it's the cannons and I don't want to lose points on the cannons. Oh, I didn't mention that. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. but yeah, but you're like, oh man, but it could be like shoved in the corner of that cube tower <laughs> and then it never comes out uh-huh. and you're like, dead gummit. I can't believe that we threw the, di- the cubes in there four times and not that one didn't show up at all. Yeah. So you running like that, there's a lot of push your luck in there. A lot. Yeah. With that game. And then, yeah, but I, what I really like about Amerigo is it, it to me probably does feel maybe the most thematic. Now, I mean, you might not like the theme of going over to islands, and but you're not like conquering the natives or anything in this game. I mean, maybe if you don't, anyways, whatever. But it, I guess you are. Maybe it is colonizing that you're putting those tiles. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like you're doing that. I guess. So. Yeah. It, well, to me, I just think of it as like islands not yet discovered is the way I think about it when I'm playing it. Like whether that's the theme or not, that's like so. I feel like I, I and the reason I say this because I feel it's very like exploratory, you know, like, Hey, I'm sailing my ship around. Oh, I found these islands over here. And, and now I'm going to go onto the Island. And that to me, it feels thematic. It feels like when I get done with the Marigo, I like to step back and go, Oh, look at what I did. Look at all my stuff out on the board. And it, I feel like I accomplished something. And that's what I like about it. And I do like how it's, um, it's not overly complex. So it's, a, it's something I can bring out relatively easily. It's definitely not like a gateway game or anything, but it's two point nine nine is the weight, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a heavy three point. You know, three is not a heavy game anyway. I guess, but the the gameplay itself, I don't think is that heavy, and I don't even think like understanding what to do is even that difficult. Yeah. to show in this game, but but you might still need to play through a game to kind of get how everything flows together. So I think so. It, but but overall. I just I like this game a lot. I love oh, the sure, cube tower. Great. I still haven't played like Wallenstein or Shogun. There's other ones that use the cube power, but I really want to because of this game. Yep. 
So you said right. number five for you? That was my number five and your number two. My wow, number that's two. really high. That's really high, Dean. So my number two is, what was what was that uh, ranked, by the way? Did you have it pulled up? Yeah, it is three, have, 371 overall. Okay. It's pretty and high. Seven seven 7.5 is the rating on that. My number two is a game I'm stunned is not on your list, and that's Forum Trajanum. How is that not on your list? It was on my list. What number was it? Seven, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, oh. six, six. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was six. Okay. I guess whenever you said it's higher, I was I was thinking it was something else. Whenever at the moment, but now, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I, I, I said the name of the game because I said, remember, I said Trajan and Forum Trajanum. I put them next to each other because I remember you saying that. Okay. <laughs> Well, I didn't remember you. I, I thought don't that think you, you did. I, no, no, I thought that for some reason I'm thinking that you had said I should I have put them next to each other instead of I did put them next to each other. So oh, I got. I get I get what's happening now. So Forum Trajanum is a 2018 game, a game that I think is way overlooked. It's ranked 975 overall. I've heard people say eh, it's just another fail and it didn't do anything for me. Are you kidding me? This game is so good. It's weighted at 3.5, but doesn't feel like that to me. Like, it doesn't feel like as brain burnery as some other 3.5s are. None of, uh, not none. A lot of Felds don't to because me. Because they're usually which is why I like Felds so fairly rules light. And they're it's smooth. more about the puzzle that yeah. makes it heavier. And it, So in this game, it goes back to what I liked about Notre Dame. And like, you have these couple things. Like, the first thing you do is you have two cards that show up. And now you have to pick from this... Um, your player board where you have rows and columns of people, but you don't know what is on the back side of them. I don't know. They're not called people. They're called something else. I can't remember. And so you have these tiles and they're going to give you bonuses, but you don't know which ones. And you're like, okay, I can pick from this row and this column or these two columns. But the thing is, is when you're picking those up, you're opening up spots to build buildings. So I, and then in the middle of that, you also have these goals that are going to happen once, three times over the course of the game. And so the goals may say, well, you need to build this type of building next to this. And you're like, okay, I could do that. But also, I really want to build this other type of building to send some people to the envoy, uh, which I'll talk about here in a second, so I can score points there. But, oh, I want to do this. And then you gruel on that for a while, and you flip the two over, and now you have to pick one of these two to keep and one to hand to your opponent. And you gruel. This is, I would change the name of this game to Form Agony. Because when I'm playing this, I'm like, oh no, I really want this and I really want this or I really want this, but I know this is going to help Dean so much. And do I just keep it? Because uh, I cannot give him that tile. And he's doing the same thing. And then he hands me one and I'm like, all right, I got the tile I want. Then he hands me, I go, oh no. I really want this one now. What do I do? I feel like Rado. <laughs> you know, <he's, laughs> and then you play it, and they're like, "Where do I place in the envoy?" Uh, when you're going out to the to the forum, or where are you sending your envoys out in the forum? Because you're going to score victory points based on the placement there, and you're kind of like, I do like how you kind of block each other there and stuff like that. Like that has some player interaction, but it has this player interaction that's a lot of it is positive because they're handing you tiles and you're doing this and. Oh, I just love this game, man. I played this again the other night, and I, my wife and I, every time we play this, we're like, this is so good. So good. Boom. I got hung up on Gruel for a, a minute. It's, Gruel. I had to look it up. I looked it up, John, because I, I was... Gruel. Use Grueling, but I've never heard anyone use Gruel the way that you used it, and it's because you used it <laughs> incorrectly. 
I said something the other day on a video that I did. I said the word, instead of vitally, I said uh, vitality. Vitality. Mm -hmm. Nice. I said because of the vitality. And that's not a word I don't think. Could be. You used it with confidence, which is good. And people knew what you were saying, which is even better. Yeah. It's just not a real thing. I mean, it is. It's just gruel like on The Office when... Grill. Michael, prison Mike gets some gruel. I know, he was your gruel. <laughs> prison Mike. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, yep, all those things that you said about it. Really like Forum Trajanum. Here's the thing. I, that's that's the one I've been wanting to get to the table more than any of the other one on the list. because it's You been, don't own this, do you? Or no. Did you buy? Oh, that's a mistake. I've only played your copy of this, but I really I really would like to play this. I don't know if I would play this with anybody but you and Jonathan at this point. you know. I, I don't, my wife loves this game. This is prob Her top two felds are my top two felds, so how about that? Yeah, how that about does that? not happen. Okay, maybe that's why it's your top two. Maybe mm, that's why you bump Bonfire and it helps Amerigo down on your list. You're really offended by that. A little bit, a little bit. Let's talk about your stupid number one. My number one is John's number ten, mm-hmm. and I mean, let's just be real. The number one of all the people I get it. in the world. I get. I, I agree <laughs> with that. I agree <laughs> that overall, this is no doubt about it. His uh, magnum opus. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> all right so uh, phil <laughs> are you like are you i'm just hung up on the fact that that's a big like word. I'm, I'm interested like anytime you use words now like no I'm, it's true <laughs> a large and important work of art music or literature especially regarded as one's most important work as an artist or i absolutely use that 100 percent correctly <laughs> you did i did it is correct i'm just i'm laughing the because vi- like i use that word in, in a vite in a vitality important place vitality important place there we go did you look that one up all right this one i did after i said it castles i I wasn't looking up words while you were talking to try to use big words castles of burgundy this one is rated 8.1 it is 15 overall 14 strategy category in this game you are also similar to bora bora you're going to be rolling dice and using those for the actions like there's there's some similarities to these two games for sure I think that Bora Bora did have some, it, it did have, have some inspiration from one of his, you know, bigger hits, Castles of Burgundy. So this game is interesting in that you're basically, you've got two dice, you're going to roll those dice, you are going to use them for taking tiles from the from the main board, and then moving them into your little area, and then you can use the die to move a building from your little area onto your map, and that's how you're going to get your actions. There's building tiles that will give you lots of different things. There's science, which will give you like a engine building aspect of the castle is like a wild. The mine allows you to get money between rounds. And that's basically what you're going to be doing throughout the game. You're also going to be shipping and moving your ship up the track and all of that. But there's lots of different ways to get points yeah. in this one too. Uh, but a big part of it is you're going to get points from, well, some you're going to get from shipping or maybe potentially a lot from shipping. But a lot of the points you're going to get are from control or filling up these different areas. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the game, you're going to get, oh goodness, nine points. Yeah, nine points plus the amount of tiles that filled up that territory. So if you can fill up a territory that gives you two points, 
or one point. Goodness gracious, I can't even think of what those are. Dude, you've played this game. I have to. But like, a lot. I, that's impressive that you even know. Like, I don't. I don't remember. I don't have to. I don't have to remember it because everything's on the board. Like, it's all very clearly laid out on the board, except yeah. maybe the building tiles that you have an issue with. But uh, so basically, you're going to get oh, points if you serious. fill up an area. You'll get points for that area plus the amount of points that you can get. Bonus points you can get for that round that you're in. Yeah. So if you can get more built at the beginning of the game, that's going to be better. Although it's also going to be more difficult. And different things trigger different things like buildings might allow you to then take a new tile from the board. You can also pay money, silver, silverlings or silver, whatever they're called. Maybe silver coins in the new. Silverlings. I think you yeah, that right. The new, the new game has it called something else. I think oh, really? Silver coins or something like that. I still call silver it silverlings. Silverlings is better. Stop changing the name of stuff from cool things to non-cool things. <laughs> I do have the newer version of this one and I'm glad I have it. I think the board is busy. But less busy in a two-player game, which is more like that's what I play. Because this one actually has two sides of the board, a two and a three and four, a two mm-hmm. and a three, and then a four on the other side. Uh, you can also play solo. There's lots of expansions in that newer version, which I think are really fun. The shield ones that we played with were a lot of fun. There's a shipping expansion, which also comes in the Notre Dame Anniversary Edition, if you just have the old version of that. And I, I really love this game. This is by far my most played Feld game one of my most played games ever. I play this That's a what lot. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, do you think this could potentially be your most played games ever game? Yeah, when you, like, no because of, like, code names and stuff like that. But when you're looking at strategy games, yes, I'd say. I've played this, well, okay, Catan would be the highest. And then Really? This, oh, oh, yeah. I've played a lot of Catan. A lot. Because, I mean, that's what I played for the first several years that I was that's in That's true. That's true. That's a good point. But this was one of the earlier ones that I picked up around that time, too. And it's it's seen a lot of plays. And I still play this one a lot more than I play Catan, for yeah. sure. It's a great game. I it's love it. ranked 15 overall. Did you say that? Mm-hmm. That is the highest. There's no doubt about it. That's extremely high. It's a, it is a fun game. It's fun whenever you're trying to place your buildings out and make all the buildings work together. And, you know, you've got... Like you said, you got to manage your silverlings, even your workers, because you got to have some dice mitigation or you're going to lose the game and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's fun to try to balance all those things out. Um, I, I'm offended, John, that you would put this at number ten and put something like "You're the Dragon" higher than this. Oh, this, you're in the "You're the Dragon" is better. I have no qualms. Personally, about that. I feel personally attacked. Hmm. Well, it is the quarter quell. So <laughs> quarter quell. Quarter quell. <laughs> There goes John making up words again. <laughs> oh boy! Well, I've done that throughout okay. my life. You got to play. We're we're gonna play Castles of Burgundy soon, and I'm gonna show you how good this game is. I'll play it again. <laughs> I'll play it again. All right. So my number one, I would actually say my number one is Stefan Feld's magnum opus. If I'm gonna be real, and that is without a doubt his greatest game ever. Um, to this point, to date, it could be better, but that is. A Trajan. It is the second highest ranked game. 99 overall, 7.8 is what it, the uh, score is there on BGG. So with Trajan, all right, so I mentioned in Board Board, there's a lot of different sections of the board doing things. There's a construction section where you're building. There's the uh, military type section where you're going out and exploring new lands. There's the shipping section where you're trying to do set collection um, or yeah, basically set collection. You're shipping those goods out. But what really makes Trajan stand out for me, and my wife and I just played this like the two days ago again, just to verify, is the way the Mancala works. A, it's brilliant. 
In this game, you're not putting like a certain amount into a main column bowl to say, oh, I get a power three action, which is cool, and I really love that mechanic. But basically, you're moving things around to get actions, but you're trying, you're getting these Trajan tiles that go around the main column, and if you end um, on one and you actually have those, the two color of uh, in that bowl, then you're going to get that power. And that can be big bonuses. And one of the actions is getting more of those Trajan tiles. So there's a lot that you're managing with the action selection of this game. Because if you're not getting Trajan tiles and getting those bonuses, man, I think it's going to be hard. Um, I wouldn't say that it's impossible to win or anything, but some of the bonuses are dead gum nine points. This is absolutely point salad. You're going to score hundreds of points in this game. No doubt about it. But that is brilliant and just so much fun. But the second thing I like about it is I love the in-game scoring and the way it works in this game. You have this battle for the Senate place, and whoever wins that gets to pick an in-game scoring tile first. And this happens three times. No. Um, multiple times. How many times is this? It happens three times in the course of the game. You start with one. And if I win the Senate and I pick my tile, not only do I pick my tile, but Dean has to flip his over backwards, mm -hmm. and it's not as powerful. You don't score as many points. So you're like, how much... How much do I need to try to win this Senate battle? Do I really want that in-game scoring tile? Or am I okay with letting them have that? But Because I like the second one, I'll just score less points or whatever. Or I think they're going to take the one and it's going to help me out. And I just think that's so fun because I'm a big fan of in-game scoring. Like Bruges, not Bruges, Bora Bora has that really cool in-game scoring that you talked about. Yeah. Love that. Love that about this game. Like, you know what's interesting is this is like classic Feld design, it seems like, with, with Trajan, the exact thing you're talking about. Moving up in the Senate doesn't feel very, like, fun. You're it doesn't. Just, it doesn't feel that important. But but, then, but what Feld does is he takes something that might not seem as fun and makes it important where you have to do it. Like, you have to you have to move up in the Senate. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on a lot of points for sure. Absolutely, you're going to. Like, And I love that. I love that points. in his designs. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's, ah. Trajan's it's so a great fun. game. It really is. I, I like it a lot. And I, and I definitely get why this is number 99 and i know that there are a lot of people that that have this as their number one here's here's what i'm gonna oh do, absolutely we're gonna do two things real fast that so that's our whole list okay what i want to do is real fast i'm gonna go through let, let's talk about our um let's talk about our honorable mentions ones okay other ones that we've played you want to you want to do that i don't have my pulled up yet. i can also while you're doing that i'm going to mention two that i have not played that i think uh the two that i haven't played that i'd like to play more than anything because we've played a lot of these is i've never played macau and i've never played luna so yeah if some people go why don't you have those on the list i'll say i haven't played either one of those i think dean would probably add oracle of, you have played oracle delphi now well here okay so here's the thing i i've been playing some thanks to steve o'rourke who got me into playing a lot of online games i've been playing all three of those that you just mentioned so macau Luna and Oracle Delphi. I did not put them on my list because I haven't played the physical copy, but also out of those, I think Macau probably has the best chance of making the list, but but it's not there yet. But I'm mm. pretty sure that actually will rise, especially with the new version coming out because the way that the game plays, I really like a lot. I've, I've liked that one a lot. Oracle Delphi was fun too, but again, I'd like to play the physical copy. Luna, I am not digging luna but mm. i think because i don't know what i'm doing you know sometimes you get on you play online games and you're yeah. like what is happening because you didn't like fully read the rules that's me and luna right now i do that like i'll go watch like part of a gameplay but like, oh, yeah, let's play yeah and then i'm 
do really dumb stuff because <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. Luna, I, a lot of people really like Luna too, and I'll, I'll talk about that again in a minute. But I guess since I'm already talking, John, how about my... Go for it, man. Mine, oh, I just lost it again. Okay, so my I, I went ahead and ranked it through the games that I've played the physical copy of, okay? All of them. Mm-hmm. I had Castles of Tuscany at number 11. I had Notre Dame at number 12. Jorvik at 13. Jorvik was fun. I really liked it. I think that's... Yeah. I'm going to end up with your copy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I... So, yeah. A lot of people... There's people that really like Jorvik. Oftentimes, it's people who aren't the biggest Stefan Feld fans, you know, because it feels it's different. Is it what is I'm different. saying. Like that's it's not that's not to say that people who love Stefan Feld don't love that game, but I've noticed that when people like Tom Vassell who don't really love Feld as much as we do, like that's pretty high on this list because it does feel different. And it's I mean it's a it's a a nail biting auction game. Yeah, mean. I mean, you definitely have to run the numbers up on people and stuff like that, and so. Yep. Yeah, set collection, you know, different things like that. So it's it definitely fun. is. I enjoy it. It's it's fun, but you're right; it is very different. And that's uh, Speakerstadt is the yeah is the other name of that, the older version of that. Uh, Fourteen, I had Rialto. Fifteen, I had La Isla. Sixteen is where I had the in the Year of the Dragon. Again, I've only played the computer version of that, but out of all those new ones I'm playing, it's it's down on the list farther. Yep. Castles of Burgundy, the dice game, then the card game, and then Revolution of eighteen twenty eight. Those are all the ones that I've played. Yeah, I, I sold Revolution. I wasn't the hugest fan of that game. Uh, I thought it was okay, though. I'd like to play it also again. Also very different from any yeah, other Yeah, I would like to play it again. I'm, I'm kind of regretting selling that. I, every time I sell a Stefan Feld game, I regret it a little bit later on. Like, I sold La Isla. That's why I've held on to Jorvik, though it's not Even one of my favorites. La Isla is lower on my list. It's a fun game. La yeah. It's, it's lighter, and it's, you know. If I could pick it up for 10 bucks again, which I probably sold it for $10, I would probably buy it again just yeah. to play it again. But anyways, yeah, um, Merlin, I said, was not, was was borderline for me, as was Aquasphere, as I mentioned. Uh, the Oracle Delphi is pretty fun. It's de- that one feels really different than his other games. And I know people that just like, this is like at the top of their list. Even Jonathan, I think it's really high for him. I think so. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's some luck stuff that frustrates me with that game just a little bit. Um, now that was like a really bad experience of a string of really bad luck. Laughable, My experience that you had, cause it was with the monsters. luck. Yeah. The attacking the monsters. I did not have that experience, but I mean, the thing about it, I'll just say like when you're attacking monsters, like every time you, you don't win it, the value is less. If you have these, I can't remember what they are. Some type of scrolls or something that let you go again against the monster. So again, I do like, I've said this before. If you, if luck's in a game, I do like how you get something you kind of get. It's less hard but i just had a game where like man i remember i had like five or six of these dang scroll things or whatever the heck they are i mean it was laughable i got down to where i only needed to roll like a three and i rolled a two and i'm like and i lost every single one of those which are hard to get yeah and like i was just like there was no no consolation besides yep just lost everything and i was just like uh i still like it i like the mechanics i want to play the game more like i would buy it like I like it enough to say I'd pick it up for sure to play it even more, but that just was a big sour moment uh, for me. In whenever that those types of things can happen in games, yeah, that that wasn't my experience. But again, I've only played it online. But I I had a good experience. I got destroyed in that game. It's a race game too, which is interesting. Yeah, I like it. I do like that game. Mm-hmm. Is that all of them? I mean, I mean there's other games, but I, those are the ones that I would say were closest on my list to making the top. Okay. Ten. I'm going to do one more thing. I'm looking right now at the top 
10. Yep, top 10 of BGG. Okay, I'm just going to go through this list. Number okay. one, Castles of Burgundy. Okay. Number two, Trajan. Number three, Bora Bora. Wow, so that's... That's, like, uh, that's your list right right now so far. Not <laughs> Except Castles of Burgundy. Um, so it's a combination of both of ours, I guess. Mm-hmm. Bruges is number four. That makes sense. Notre Dame, number five. Also makes sense because that's, you know, that's an older game too. In the Year of the Dragon mm-hmm. is number six. People love that game. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there are people that say it is his best design. It's very polarizing, I think. It is. I think that's what I'm saying. Most of the time, it's not. It's a love or hate game. Okay, that was six. Macau is number seven. Again, another one that seems to be kind of polarizing. Maybe. I know some people that really, Jonathan really does not like that game at all. Carpe Diem is number eight, which is surprising to me. That's surprising. Yeah. I think that Carpe, like I was thinking of like Castles and like there's no hate on Castles is a lot more accessible than Trajan and Bora Bora though. You know what I mean? There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Like it's just, and so I wonder if there's games like Carpe Diem that just a little more accessible is why they've kind of bumped up, mm-hmm. you know, the list that I still like that game and, you know, but that's really high for that game. I feel like, did that win the spill to jars or the Kenner spill? It, that was what I was going to say. So it was a nomination for it didn't the win, Kenner. Though, did it? it did not, but even getting nominated really bumps up yeah. sales, which means you're going to bump up the amount of people yeah. that are rating it and all that. So, so in that part, it does make sense. Amerigo is number nine. Okay. And then Aquasphere is number 10. Although Bonfire is moving up, I would imagine Bonfire will overtake that. It's 529 to 475, and, and Bonfire is still fairly new. So okay. I, I could see that overtaking it. Yeah. All right. I have something for you. Okay. Pick a year. So I'm going to give you a few years of failed games, and you have to pick which year that you. A 2013, want. apparently, is what it is. Prop. Well, I think there's a that will be a competitor to that, and that's why I'm going to ask. I'm okay. going to give you just a few. Uh, I know it's not 2007 for you, but that was Notre Dame and In the Year of the Dragon. Not bad. Like that's pretty solid. I'm trying to think. It look through these. You haven't played. You didn't like Luna. I'm going to save that one for last, and that one for last. I could really like Luna. I just I don't get it quite yet. 2014 was La Isla and Aquasphere, which was good. That's a good year. 2016 was Oracle Delphi, Jorvik, and Castles of Burgundy, the card game. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty solid year for yeah. him. Carpe Diem and Form Trajanum was 2018. Yeah, now, that was a good year. Now, here comes the meat. 13 is Bora Bora, Rialto, Bruges, and Amerigo. 11 is Trajan and the Castles of Burgundy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think you're still going to go 13, or is, it, is, is Castles too I mean, good? if I'm like, I have to pick a year and I get all of those games... I would pick probably 2013, but that's a tough for me. But my goodness, yeah, I think Especially I would pick 13. when that's 13. his number one and number two game. That's you got to feel good about that. I think I'd pick 13, but that that is is real tempting. Uh, and Strasbourg was 2011. What is that? I I looked that one up the other day. I don't know much about it, but anyway, you know, even 2020 with Bonfire Castles of Tuscany, because I really like Castles of Tus- Tuscany, number 11 on my list. 12, 11, 11 on my list, I think. That's a good year. You know, Bonfire yeah. was, was I would say, a big hit. And I, I think it's one that people wanted probably since Forum Trajane and people were waiting on another one of those type of felts. And, and that was only two years before that, but still, I think people really dug Bonfire. I need to play that game. Strasbourg. I don't... Strasbourg. I mean, other than the games that we haven't played, I don't think we can talk anything more about Feld. I mean, we could give like a biography of him if... We've played a lot of his games. We have. I'm going to guess that he's the my most played designer, that I've played more games of his than anybody else. I would say so. Kramer, Kramer Giesling could and be up there too. Rosenberg too, because he has a bunch of those little like 
Nova Luna and Cottage Garden games, and then of course Lahav. I don't know. It'd be close. Probably. Actually, yeah, you might have. He has a work. lot because like you've got like um, Rob. Well, that's not Robin Hood. What's that? Nottingham. You know, like he does a lot of those little games. Bon- um, Bonanza. Do you ever play Notting? You that mm. that's a pretty fun game. I have that one. What do you? Is it like? Do, whoever made that game, do they really hate pork? Is that the whole point? Like. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> I, was, oh, I didn't want to break first but i couldn't help it. it i couldn't help it all right that's the longest pause in meeple town history i think oh, you good. don't have a lot of dead air like that normally uh, well can that's we, it can we wrap it up now it's wrapped up all right that let's, does wrap let's up let's kick this pig what okay 75th episode is a big deal and we had a big show about felt i feel good about it absolutely i can't believe we've done 75 75 i'm actually like when we went into this i was like you know, I am really excited. I'm enjoying this, but I mean, there's not a lot of things in my life that I continue to. Well, I'd be real surprised if we made it to 100. <laughs> it's almost Maybe over. not even 76. Honestly. It's almost over. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up. All right. All right. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. If you are enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to rate it. Um, if you want to support what we're doing on, um, you know, YouTube's and on the on the podcast and all that kind of stuff. Sorry, I'm, i got a really dry throat right now. Uh, go to patreon.com slash meepletown. We're at Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. I'm really parched. Do you ever get done with, like, you know, talking in front of a group or, like, right now? You ever finish one of these things? Like, my coffee has been out for, like, the last, you know, half an hour plus. My throat is very dry. You know what? <laughs> you think Stefan Feld ranks our episodes? <laughs> this would be his number one. What's worse, feeling very thirsty or very hungry? Oh. Mm. Very thirsty. I think so. Like when you're really thirsty, it's like you cannot get your mind off of it. Hardly. You got time for a quick story? We got time, right? Yeah, but I got to give you a drink of water. So okay. hurry it up. <laughs> All right, spent a summer in Romania. We were teaching English there, okay? We had some students that took us on a hike. It was 90, like 7, 98 degrees outside. Super hot. Let's go on this hike. So we went on this hike, and two of our students said, we'll bring the water. They didn't? We'll bring the drinks is what they said. Sorry, we'll bring the drinks. So they did. We get to the place we're going to stop, and we're already dead. I mean, so, so hot. And we get out there, and we had dry salami and bread sandwiches oh boy you know what we had to drink there were two options warm beer and warm wine oh boy i was very thirsty and we were sitting next to this river and i was like i probably shouldn't drink water out of that river but but i I did not i was so tempted what did you drink beer probably uh both actually (laughs) i think i I drank i guess if i'm gonna get if i'm feeling bad might as well just keep the the alcohol is coming oh yeah it was it was rough That was a long ending, sorry.